You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. The title of my message tonight is also going to be our theme for the year. Turn these off here. And uh, I don't have much to give you. I have three words that I want to give you based off of our theme verse. But just as a way of introduction, I want you to think of something with me. Do you know when this watch is happiest? When it fulfills its purpose. Do you know when this microphone is happiest? When it fulfills its purpose. Do you know when that piano is happiest? When it fulfills its purpose. Those hymn books. That's why God gives us, gives everything a purpose. Because he wants us to be happy. He has a specific will for your life, and you will not be happier than by finding that specific will for, his, for your life and doing it. Sometimes the will of God is difficult. Sometimes there is sorrow in the will of God, but I promise you this, the worst day in the will of God is better than the best day out of it. I don't know what your specific purpose is. It's different for everybody. For me, it's to be the pastor of Heritage Baptist Church. Brother Dusty, his specific will for you is to work in the Coast Guard, to help in the sound booth, to be an usher, help a junior church. That's his, spe- that's his specific will for you. That's not his specific will for you, Brother Landon, other than the Coast Guard bit. <laughs> But if we were to take Landon's life and try to plug it in where Dusty is, it wouldn't work. If we were to try to put your life and plug it in where Landon is, it wouldn't work. You need to find God's specific will for your life. But everybody has a general will of God where we should all be on the same page, fulfilling the same thing. You've heard before, you will never find his specific will until you do his general will. Brother Ben preached a good message on that last Wednesday. If you're not already doing now what I told you to do, why are you going to do what I'll tell you to do tomorrow? So what is our purpose? What, what is our, the general will for our lives for everybody? We could give a lot of different answers to that, but I really think if we took the time and maybe took it to a vote, everybody would agree on this one before anything else. It is our job to bring glory to the name of God. It's our job to bring glory to him. Now, how do we do that? He said, herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. And it's very interesting that he says that in John chapter 15, that ye bear much fruit. Herein is my Father glorified, because just a couple chapters earlier, he gives a little insight into that phrase. It's found in John chapter 12, and I invite you to stand when you find it. 
put our cell phones on silent, please. I want you to start in verse 23 and take our time to follow along. Jesus answered them saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Now what are the disciples who are looking for their Messiah to be a conquering king going to think that that means? That the Son of Man should be glorified, lifted up, set on high. But it's not what the disciples thought it would be. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. Notice this, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. How is the Father glorified? Herein is the Father glorified that we bear much fruit. But Jesus says here earlier, before any fruit can be born, something needs to die. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. Let him follow me wherever I go. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled. You can't just read these words from verse 26 to verse 27 without writing a pause in your Bible and seeing the Lord's head droop and his voice start to tremble and tears start to flow. He says, now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this cause came I unto this hour. His disciples have to start putting two and two together. What is Jesus so upset about? He's talking about something dying in order to bring forth much fruit. And then Jesus looks up to heaven and says these words, Father, Glorify thy name. What does he mean by that? Well, you have to go back to verse 23. The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Already we're seeing what is going to come out in full force in the Garden of Gethsemane where he says, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. What shall I say now that the hour is here? Lord, what, uh, what does he say? Father, save me from this hour? No, this is why I came. Father, glorify thy name. Let your will be done. And if my death is what it takes in order to bring glory to you, then let it be done. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. That's the Lord saying, Yes, son, this is going to happen. Somebody needs to die. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. And now that Jesus has heard from the Father, this is happening. He says this, Now is the judgment of this world. 
Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. Devil's in trouble. Yes, yes sir, Father. It's going to happen. And here's our text verse. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Amen. This he said, signifying what death he should die. People used to refer to crucifixion as being lifted up from the earth. But may I say, in this verse, verse 32, Jesus was doing much more than prophesying about his death. He was preaching about our life. He was doing more than talking about his destination. He was talking about our direction. He was talking more, more about what he was going to do, and he was talking about what we are supposed to do. The title of the message, the theme for the year, Lift Up the Cross. Amen. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would bless the preaching of your word. Let it sink down into our hearts for this year and beyond. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. How many of you were here when I became pastor three years ago? How many of you were here? If you remember, it was a difficult time for our church saying goodbye to the previous pastor. And I knew it was going to be a difficult time. It always is. And as a, oh goodness, what was I? 28-year-old man, kid, boy, child. I tried to think, how do you navigate this? I looked back through my church ed notes from Bible college and it just wasn't in there. <laughs> what do you do? And the conclusion I came to is that nothing will make a sorrowing church happier than going forward with the gospel and seeing people walk down the aisle and be saved. Our theme for the year was forward with the gospel. And I preached on the book of Acts. And now, church, I guess you can say, we're coming back coming back to where we started three years ago because nothing will make us happier than fulfilling our purpose. And our purpose is to lift up the cross. I read this verse over and over, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. And the Lord gave me these three words. I, I underlined the words, and I. And I wrote the word next to it, Chosen. Who was the chosen from the Father to be lifted up? Jesus alone. Every part of our salvation has to do with Jesus. And we have a city out here that is filled with over 300,000 people who still have their sins all written on their account. They have not been justified by the blood of Christ. But if they will ever be justified, it will be Jesus alone. Amen. 
Justification comes through Jesus alone, not Jesus and baptism, not Jesus and works. You know all of this. It must be Jesus alone. And then you are justified when you put your faith in Jesus alone. But then there's a second step to our salvation called sanctification. And that is a constant process. Justification is an immediate action based on the grace of God. Sanctification is a constant process. Philippians says that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. Titus chapter 2 verse 12 says that the grace, that, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That's justification. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. There is a sanctification process. Justification is Jesus alone. Sanctification is Jesus again. It's a constant coming back to Jesus again. A constant need of reviving in the sanctification process. Until the day that we are glorified, glorification is Jesus always. And that is why Romans talks about how our flesh groans for the day. Where we no longer have to admit in our sinful state, Lord, I've strayed from you and I need you again. Jesus again. If we were who we were supposed to be, we would never have to say Jesus again. It would be Jesus always. And we groan for the day where we drop this stinking flesh and we don't have to deal with it anymore. But we're still here. He has not called us home. He has not glorified us. And he has placed us in a city filled with people who have not been taught Jesus alone. Our church is filling up with people who need to be taught, including you and I, Jesus again. Wilt thou not revive us again? You know the word revive? You know what that means? Live again. Will you not let us live again? Again. It's a constant process until he calls us home where it's Jesus always. But at the very outset, there's one person who was chosen and he is who we lift up. If I be lifted up from the earth, I wrote this word, choice. If I. God has chosen Jesus. Who will we choose to lift up? Who are we going to lift up from the earth? What are we going to lift up from the earth? Will we lift up Christ? Or will we lift up our religion? Will it become our goal to make people Baptists instead of making people Christians? Will it be our goal to make sure that everybody functions the way that Heritage Baptist Church functions, and if you don't, we write you off? Will we lift up Christ, or will we lift up our traditions? This is the way we do things. We open the door at this time, and that's when we expect Jesus to show up. And we lock the door at this time, and that's when we expect him to go. Or could Jesus walk in and turn everything upside down? That's right. That's right. There you go. 
Will we lift up Christ or our religion, Christ or our tradition, Christ or our opinion? Well, this is what we think. <laughs> okay. Our religion is our works. Will we lift that up? Look at our programs. Look at our facilities. Look at all that we've done. Are we, gonna, are we like Cain, going to bring that on the altar of sacrifice and expect the Lord to accept it? Our works are important. Wasn't Rahab justified by her works? Don't people out in the public need to see our works? Yes, yes. But that is not to bring attention to ourselves. It is to bring attention to the cross. Our tradition is our ways. This is how we do things. This is how we like to do it at Heritage Baptist Church. I'm all for decency and I'm all for order, and it should be that way. I'm not for a free-for-all in church. But his ways are much higher than ours. And he'll put up with our ways for a little bit. But he's always going to want to elevate them and bring us a little bit closer to him. And if we look back and say, no, we're going to stick with our ways. Will we prevail? Our opinion is our words. And we're in trouble when we start elevating our words above his words. And I, chosen, if I be lifted up, that's a choice, will draw all men unto me. I wrote down this word, chance. We have a chance to lift up the cross of Christ. We have a chance to fulfill our purpose. We have a chance to reach this city. We have a chance to tell other people what he did for us. Yes, or we make the wrong choice. We have a chance to glorify God. That's why Jesus told his disciples, the works that I do are going to be continued in you. And you are going to do greater things through the Holy Spirit than you've even seen me do. Now, how is that possible? Well, can you imagine a surgeon who has some followers who have never gone to medical school and he's performing all the operations and he's using them to assist? But then one day the surgeon's gone, but the surgeries continue through people who had never been to medical school? Yeah, that's right. That's some great, that's some great work. Jesus did a lot of work in this world, but it has continued for over 2,000 years through worthless sinners who have submitted themselves to lift up the cross. And this is our chance. Our chance to show God our love through our obedience. A chance to see souls saved. What happens if we make the wrong choice? What happens if we lift up our religion? What happens if we lift up our tradition? What happens if we lift up our opinion? Well, the church will shut down. 
Maybe. Probably. And I'd say hopefully. But maybe not. There's plenty of churches who have made the wrong choice. I use the word churches lightly. There are plenty of institutions that have made the wrong choice. And they lift up their religion, but they met today. And they lift up their tradition, and their parking lots were full today. And they lift up their opinion, and they have an online following in the millions today. But they're not lifting up the cross. So what happens if we make that same choice? Here's what happens. We will draw all men unto us. And we will steal the glory that is due to Jesus Christ. And I do not want to stand before him one day having done so. It is not our job to draw men to our programs and to our special days and to our new building and to our philosophy and to our Baptist ways and to our denominational ties and to our camp. It's not our job to draw men anywhere to us. It's our job to do one simple thing. Lift up the cross and let Jesus do the rest. And if we lift up the cross this year and Jesus brings us not one soul and not one baptism and not one new member and next vision night we have accomplished none of our goals as far as these are concerned. If we in all good faith and conscience have lifted up the cross we can stand before him knowing that we will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So that's what we're going to do. We can trust the Lord to do his part. I want him to be able to trust us to do ours. And what has brought us this far is what we need to focus on this year. Forward with the gospel. Lift up the cross. Tell more people about Jesus alone. And find those hurting people in here and without who need to hear these words. What you need is Jesus again. And one day, church, I think very soon, it's going to be Jesus always. And I don't want us to have any more regrets than we need to. That we wasted our time here lifting up anything else other than what we are supposed to lift up. And you know the great thing is, it doesn't matter how tired you are. It doesn't matter how sad you are. It doesn't matter how difficult your life is at the moment. It doesn't matter how many burdens you're carrying. We've all been through burdens that stop us from lifting up other things. But no matter what you're carrying, you can always lift up the cross. So we should, and so we must. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, 
please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.